I've let go of like, like some of the things that I thought I wanted so badly and said, maybe it's okay if that doesn't work out. Welcome to The Found Podcast with Molly Knuth, a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online. I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We want to grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities. But we also want to have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to MKM Wrapped. This is a play on the Spotify concept of having a year in review, which isn't exclusive to Spotify, but I love how when you use that platform for your music listening, at the end of the year, you get a synopsis and a recap of all of the things that you've listened to throughout the year. And I don't know about you, but as I was preparing for this episode and I was thinking about where was I at the beginning of the year? Who was this person? I was trying to remember even what were some of the things that I set out to do? What were the things that I was celebrating at the beginning of the year? What was the things that I struggled with? And thankfully, I have my planner that I could refer to. I have a journal that I can look back on and I can kind of get myself back into that same setting of how I was feeling and being at that time of year. And it really does feel like so long ago and also just like yesterday of January 2023 when we were embarking on this brand new year full of adventure and opportunity. And as I reflect on the past 12 months, which I really think is important, I know I feel like a lot of the episodes lately have been super reflective and really breaking down different things that have happened in the past. I think it's important to know where we've been in order to know where we are going. And just like we hear in our history classes of high school and college, but you know, history repeats itself. And there's so much we can learn from the people and the generations who came before. And there's so much that we can learn, listener, from the people that we were before. Who were we one year, two years, five years, 10 years ago? Are we the same or have we changed? And what are some of those patterns and cycles that we've had over the years? And what are those ones that still serve us well? And what are the ones that we need to let go of? And so As I think about this reflection, and it's just very timely at this time of year to think about where have we been, how has everything gone, in order to know where we want to go with the new calendar year that's just a couple of weeks away. So I'm going to give you my MKM wrapped, the top 10 things that happened as I look back on the year that was 2023. And I will also tell you a few things that missed the mark. And as I review this, I hope it's not just like something that you can listen to me wax on about, 
But I hope that you can kind of find yourself in some of these, or you can use some of these tactics or exercises to help inform how you want to move forward for the year ahead. All right, so let's dive in. And I did break this down into like a top 10 list because I wanted to have some kind of structure to it. But number one, my top 10 list in no particular order and in no particular like semblance of like some of them are like, here's my mantra. And some of them are like, here's the success. So just know that it's all over the place. But number one, my mantra for the year was profit and prune. So at the end of 2022, I was really feeling stretched. I had a lot of people on my team. I had a lot of different offers. We had tried growing MKM into a one-stop service shop for marketing for small town, small businesses. And as we embarked on January 2023, I knew that some things had to change. I knew that there was just too much on my plate and that it was not sustainable from like a time standpoint, from an energy standpoint, and from a, like a, a financial standpoint. And so my goals for 2023 were to really focus on increasing profit and pruning or cutting back on some of the things that we offered. And so what that looked like was cutting back on some of the services we offered. So from very early in 2023, we cut back on website design and development. We cut back on, um, gosh, what were some of the other things that we did offer? That was a big one. But like some of the other services we offered as far as like who we help for social media, we kind of like narrowed that down too. And that was a really good move. I said no to more projects than I have in years past. And I was really a lot more selective about who we brought in as clients. And that was really a good thing. I feel like the pruning of services was really a good move. Um, some of the other things that we pruned or cut back on, like this podcast, there was a time when it was a weekly show earlier in the year. And in this going into the summer season, I was like, I just want to cut back a little bit. And so we cut back to twice monthly episodes. Um, other types of pruning was like where I was stretching myself personally in like volunteer work or in how I showed up as a business owner. So over the course of 2023, I cut back on some of my volunteer duties. I cut back on some of the boards that I served on. I cut back on some of the places that I was planning to work from. So I was part of a co-working space. I was thinking about building out a physical location for MKM and I was working from home some days. And so I really just dialed it back and said, nope, uh, my home office is going to be the office. And so cutting back that really helped too. And it helped me feel like more focused. It helped me feel not so stretched and scattered. And it did help that other goal of 2023, which was profit. And this might be really, really wild. But when I looked just a little bit ago at my QuickBooks and I was looking at my um, P&L for the year so far and that compared that to the same time frame of last year, my revenue is actually about $20,000 lower than it was in 2022 compared to what we've gotten in 2023. So just for like complete transparency, we've crossed six figures, but it was like, we are not nearly like I think at this point last year, it was like we we're at 150 and I'm not hitting that right now. So I don't think we'll hit 150 for the whole year. But 
when I look at those services and the where all of that money and revenue was coming from in 2022, we were still in bringing in like VA services, which is now independent of MKM. We were still bringing in more podcasting clients. We had more social media clients um, at a lower dollar. And in 2023, with part of that pruning exercise, we really have a very focused delivery system where most of that revenue generated came from either the done-for-you social media services or coaching consulting services. And there wasn't like, uh, like, there wasn't as many random like graphic jobs or a couple of website jobs. It was very focused. And so while the numbers overall are down, I was very happy with it because a lot of what was on that P&L is representative of being much more focused. And so I was really happy with that. And the profitability. So even though we're down about $20,000 for the year, my profit is up 100% from 2022. I was blown away. And a lot of that is due to working with a bookkeeper and accountant, Sheila Hansen. She's amazing. Um, She's a bookkeeper for creatives. So if you are in the market for somebody, I highly recommend Sheila. And just knowing where my numbers were at, like consistently this year was so helpful. And being able to really say, okay, what are some things we need to dial back on? Where can I cut? What are some services we no longer need? That has really helped with the profitability of the business, as well as like getting earlier this year, I always do an annual like rate and pricing review. And so making sure that our numbers and what we were charging was market comparable. And so I had to bring up some of those uh, package rates a little bit, and that helped too. But I was super happy to see that on my P&L. And so Profit and Prune, the mantra, is my real highlight of the year because I feel like that kept me grounded and it kept me looking forward. And it really helped me when it came to decision making. I don't have a mantra yet for 2023. I am noodling on a couple different things, and I keep coming back to like, confidence and like standing up for like like using my voice and things like that but I just don't have I don't have anything steadfast so hopefully like in January I'll be able to share that with you okay but that was number one having a mantra and using it to guide me all right number two instead of setting these big huge ambitious goals I really did focus on tiny goals now I say that tongue-in-cheek because I did also write down these big ambitious goals and when I look at them I was like oh man I do not have anything close to that. So like I had these big ambitious goals for like contributions to my IRA or um, what my savings account would be at and just like complete transparency. They are not there. Um, But those big ambitious goals can motivate me, but they can also be something that like me personally, I write down. I'm like, okay, I wrote this down and then I don't revisit it. So in comparison, earlier this year, I on the personal side set myself tiny goals. And like super tiny. So what that looks like is for 2022, I kind of got off track and I've talked about this at length in other podcast episodes. So you can go back and review recent episodes if you want more information about that. But my like personal exercise goals were way out of whack. My nutrition was way out of whack. Um, I wasn't spending time doing just like hobbies in 2022 or 2021 even. And so I really wanted to get back to that in 2023. So for the whole of the first three months of the year, I just wanted to like read more. 
And so I didn't set myself like a strict goal. I didn't say like, I'm going to read two books per month or anything like that. And I didn't say I'm going to read 10 pages a day or I'm going to read for 20 minutes a day or I'm going to read X number of personal development books versus nonfiction versus fiction. I just said I wanted to read. And so I did. And so I like just let myself find books that were enjoyable. And if you are looking for some good books to get you going, like some that I read this year, like I keep coming back to and suggesting to other people are Lessons in Chemistry by, I think her name is Bonnie Garmus, Local Woman Missing by Mary Kubica, um, None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Those were like the big three for me. Let me make sure that I didn't miss anything. Oh, I also re-listened to um, Rich as Fuck by Amanda Francis, and that book was, I read it in 2022, and then I listened to it again in 2023. I really liked that book, too. But yeah, and those are just like a touch. I joined a book club at that time. My friends and I set up just like an informal book club that ended up being some of the highlights of the month for us, and it was so much fun to have a book club where we could read, and then we could go talk and just socialize, too. And I also, like, as part of that reading goal, I got an Audible subscription, and I joined a new library this year. In addition to our community library, there's a regional library that is really, really great. And I just added Hoopla to my phone, and that has been really good, too. Right now, I'm reading the book The Measure, and there's another one that I'm listening to, too. Oh, on my, like, nightstand is Demon Copperhead. I really want to read that one. So, tiny goals for quarter one. The first three months of the year was just to read, and then, like, just having that tiny goal and doing it a little bit at a time allowed me to really get traction. And then it just became something that I did. And my kids love to read. Right now we're listening to Harry Potter um, Chamber of Secrets in the car as part of my Hoopla subscription. So like when we're driving to appointments and stuff, they want to listen to Harry Potter. So it's just become something that the whole family enjoys a little bit more than we were last year. In quarter two, so after I felt like, okay, like the reading is now a habit, I wanted to get back into consistent exercising. So like last December, I didn't work out at all. And for some of you, that might not feel like you're like, oh, yeah, big news. But for me, like that was a big thing. I have been a regular exerciser for like since 2016. And so last year, I just fell off the wagon and I fell off hard. Like from December, I didn't work out at all. We also had a lot of sicknesses rolling through the house at that time. And then in January, I had like minimal workouts. February, minimal workouts. March, I started getting back in the habit. April, May, June, you could really see like, like in the first three months of the year, I didn't even wear my Apple watch. And so when I put my watch back on, like in March, you can see it back in my like activity history when I started wearing the watch again, when I was like just doing two workouts a week, when I was doing three workouts a week. And then like June, July, I got super consistent. August, we just had a crazy schedule. So I like kind of fell off again. It wasn't as intense and regular as I had been in the earlier months of the year. But by that point, by really focusing on like regular movement in April, May, June, it became a habit. And so now I'm like back into the routine of four or five times per week, getting at least 30 minutes of workout in. In quarter three, I wanted to focus on my nutrition because I was eating like garbage. And so I Joined in Sweat Inspire Sisterhood's Drop 10, and that helped me. It's always so dumb because I'm like, when I get into Drop 10, I've done it a couple other times too to kind of like kickstart my nutrition habits. And I'm always like, why do I fall off the wagon with this? Because I feel so much better when I'm not drinking pop and when I am 
eating like a high protein diet. I just sleep better. I have more energy. I just like I'm not as bloated. And it always drives me nuts when I like get out of that nutrition habit because I feel so good when I'm eating healthy. And so admittedly, like I'm kind of like there's that meme that goes around at the holiday times where it's like, I don't know what day it is and I'm full of cheese. That's where I'm at right now. But I have those nutrition like supports. I have the education of being in the Sweat Inspire Sisterhood program that I can pick back up when I'm ready. And so nutrition just makes such a big difference. Um, And so that was my focus of Q3. And in quarter four, I just wanted to learn. I was ready to like absorb again. And so I joined a whole bunch of stuff. So I joined Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy, which I'm working on to bring courses to MKM in 2024. Um, I joined Minstrel Mystics with my friend Jada over at Sela Space in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, learning about like women's health and cycles that I didn't know before. Um, there's an episode with her on the podcast from back in May of 2023. So go listen to it. So much information. And you can join her Menstrual Mystics program at any time. Um, so I joined that. I did an Enneagram and leadership like four-week course. And that taught me so much about how I can be a better leader and use my skills and my natural strengths. And so I really just was kind of like an open like a funnel almost. Like if you picture my head as a funnel, I was just taking in so much information and now I'm kind of using it to help me make decisions for 2024. So number two on my top 10 wrapped for MKM is that I just really set out to do tiny goals instead of these big ambitious goals. I just said, I'm going to focus on these small things over the course of several months and I'm just going to get them to be at a habit level And so like adding reading, adding regular movement, nutrition and learning, being like an intentional regular learner has really made a fulfilling difference in my quality of life. All right. Number three for my top 10 wrapped was the money moves that I made this year. And I talked about this back in an episode from September called like, uh, what, three big failures as a business owner or something. I should have these titles looked up, you guys. But you can go back to that episode from September 2023 for more information. But I made some big, like sweeping money moves in the company this year. And just to recap really quickly, up until 2023, I would bill out my clients um, on the first of every month. And then I would say, okay, it's like a 30-day like pay when you pay your bills. And then what that did was I thought it was really giving my clients a lot of opportunity and room to like pay as they could. But what it ended up doing was like it gave them stress because they were like, oh, shoot, now I need to remember to write this check or I need to manually send a credit card submission. And a lot of them were telling me they wanted it to be auto pay. And then also what it was doing was it was messing up my cash flow. And so like sometimes I would get like an abundance of cash in the same week. And then I might go like certain clients, maybe they wouldn't pay me for six weeks and then I'd get double paid. I don't know. It was just like a real logistical mess and it led to some problems in 2022. So in working with my accountant, one of the big things we focused on early this year was managing cash flow. And so getting my billing to a place that not just sent out invoices, but set people up on auto pay so that my clients didn't even have to think about it. They just knew that on the first of the month, their billing was going to be coming out. The other part of that was that my billing was retroactive. So like I would bill on December 1st for November services rendered. And as a service-based business, 
you really should be billing for services retained. So on December 1st, I should be billing for December future services. So that required earlier this year also like telling clients, being very proactive and saying like, okay, here we're going to like work with you, but you're going to have to double pay one month so we can get caught up and away from the services rendered model into the services retained model. And so that money move was crucial for my business because now I know like my cash flow is managed. I know when I can expect that money in the bank. I know when I can pay my bills, when I can pay my team members. And that money is regular and it's dependable. And it allows me some freedom to make decisions. And it just lifts that stress off my shoulders that I had all the time in 2022 and earlier. And now it's just a little bit more dependable. And so a top 10, number three of the year was getting my money moves in place. Um, There's a lot of people who can help you with this if you're a business owner or even somebody out there listening and you like, and I, I don't pretend to have all the answers about this. Money is something that was like a repeatable pattern for me. And it's something I'm continuously working on. But if you are looking for making money moves as a business owner, specifically if you're a female creative, I highly recommend checking out Sheila Hansen. I've talked about her already, but go look for her. She is my bookkeeper and accountant, and I could not recommend her services more. There are also other people I'd recommend, um, like Val Duvik. She's Val Marlene Creative on Instagram. She has some really great tools for you in the profit first model. And then I also follow Gina Knox, and she's called Money's Mom. I follow her on Instagram, and I learn from her all the time too. She also has a podcast called Six Figure Saver if you're looking for more supports in that regard. All right, number four of my top 10 wrapped is having fun and making space for fun. And so rather than in years past where I feel like I kind of had a chip on my shoulder, like I needed to prove myself and be like, oh, super professional business owner. I allowed myself to just do some things because they felt fun. So I'd brought in workshops this fall. I did like a whole Taylor Swift eras theme program and it was just fun to do. And it wasn't like in my regular branding, but it was just something that I wanted to try. And I'm not always the most fun and spontaneous person. I think a lot of people who know me personally can vouch for that. Um, I love staying home. I love to lay on my couch. I love to watch football all day on Sundays. I love to read and just be cozy in my house. And so I'm opening up to more spontaneity and allowing for fun. And I've done that to limited success in 2023. And it's something I'm going to work on a little bit more in 2024. Um, Okay, number five from the top 10 wrapped, um, owning my capabilities and abilities. So this is a part of the podcast where you can do this strategically. Like if you grab a piece of paper and a pen, I'm going to walk you through something I did earlier this year that really helped me own, like especially as somebody who is like a solopreneur, somebody who works for yourself. I feel like it can be, but I guess this could apply to a lot of people. I feel like it can be almost like you don't even see the value that you bring to the table or like how your services could be priced or marketable. So for example, Um, there was a client who I really, really, really wanted to work with and they were an international brand, but they were like still a small rural brand owned by women. And they had like an 
a large following and they were looking for somebody to outsource their social media and marketing to. And I wanted to work with this brand so badly. But part of their process was that they were taking applications. They weren't just like inquiring to certain people. They wanted to have people come to them. And so I had to fill out an actual like resume and application for myself, which I have not done in 10 years. And so as I was filling out this Google form with my information, I listed like what things I did for myself and my clients over the past seven years at MKM. And I was like, as I was listing things out, I was like, holy shit, I actually have a lot of experience and a lot of marketable skills. And prior to that, I was like, I always like the little voice in my head would always be like, well, yeah, you can do this, but who would actually pay you for it? And even though that wasn't true, it was like just that voice in my head telling me I was being an imposter. So having that exercise of filling out that application and not just saying, yes, I do like social media marketing. It was actually like, okay, on Facebook, I have run Facebook ads. I have managed Facebook groups. I have put together Facebook strategy and executed video posts, written posts, um, graphic design. I have Canva experience. I have Libsyn experience. I have uh, Camtasia video editing experience. I've made reels. I've made TikToks. And so it like I had to itemize all of the things that I did tactically for the marketing. And then I also had to list out what are like the softwares that I have experience in? What are some of the soft skills that I have? And I was like, I'm very marketable. And I was like, <laughs> a big takeaway I had too was like, I am not charging enough for my services. <laughs> but sometimes you have to do that. And so from an entrepreneurial standpoint, if you find yourself feeling these imposter syndromes and being like, I don't know what to charge. I don't know what to, like, what can I even bring to the table as far as value? Do this exercise. Write down all the things that you do, all the softwares you operate, all the tasks you complete every day, every week, every month in your business, and really get clear on that as if you were applying for a job and you will be blown away at all of the things that you have ingrained over the years of working for yourself. And if you're somebody who's listening and you aren't self-employed, then you can still do this. Like I think about teachers who are listening and I'm like, think about not just like I teach middle school math so I know how to divide and multiply and I know absolute value. I know how to graph plot points on a graph. Like think about I have time management skills. I have leadership skills. I have, um, I know how to differentiate for various levels of learning. I know how to differentiate for styles of learning. and so. You really have so many marketable skills. I think that applies to all of us, no matter the industry that we find ourselves in. So like doing that exercise really helped me own my capabilities in a way that I hadn't done in years past. And it also helped me like identify of those things that I'm doing, like what are those ones that I really, really like and enjoy? And what are some of the ones that I don't? And it really helped me kind of like just get clear. And so that was number five on my top 10 wrapped. All right, number six, I got really curious this year and asked myself, like, what if? And so rather than like let realities bog me down, well, I shouldn't even say that. At the beginning of the year, I was very bogged down by reality. But as the year progressed, I started asking myself, like, what if I tried this? What if I quit that? What if we did this a different way? And I think just 
allowing ourselves the curiosity of not accepting what is and instead asking what could be, that's something that is not talked about enough. And it's something we don't allow of ourselves enough either. And so like bringing that curiosity back, almost like childlike curiosity, whether it was in my professional life and what we did here at MKM or my personal life, like sometimes me and the kids, we just talked about like, what if we had a flower business and we like grew flowers and sold cut stems? And so we had year one this year. And so I ordered some different varieties for next year and we bedded our flower beds a little bit differently for the winter. And we've got a different approach for next year. And so we're like, what if this really took off? And it was so fun to just talk about and try. All right, number seven for MKM Wrapped, allowing. So I am, if nothing else, a controller. I really like to be able to control things. My therapist will tell you that. My husband will tell you that. My kids will tell you that. And I really like to be able to manage outcomes. And for me to not have control, it like I tell myself, I'm, I'm okay with that, when in reality, I am not. If I look back at different times in my life where things went really well, it was when I allowed for things to just kind of be or flow. And when things felt like they were going off the rails, it was because I was white knuckling stuff so hard. And what this year has looked like is I went from being very controlling and very white knuckly in the beginning of the year to now like kind of allowing for things to emerge and flow. And so I feel like I got really good at this this fall. Um, But I was allowing for rest. I was allowing for emotions to come up. I'm not great at that yet. I don't love emotions. I don't love having emotions myself. But I'm allowing emotions to kind of move through me, even if I'm not being like open with other people about my emotions yet. I'm working on it. I also allowed for like random things to just plop down in my path. I allowed for like, I might not have the answer right now, but I'm sure it will be revealed to me, you know, in the future. And so it wasn't like I was trying to control things so, so hard. And I also allowed other people to take some things where I might have really micromanaged certain things earlier in this year. I kind of released some of that, not perfectly, but I let some things go. And that was in large part due to recommendations from my therapist and a coach that I was working with. But they were like, what if you just let it be and you were okay with that? And I was like, what if I did? And so I tried that. Um, And so just allowing things. And that has brought some peace to my year. All right. Uh, I don't even know what number we're on. Are we on eight right now? Um, So trying new things this year and making space to try them has been big. Um, I've been really leaning into hobbies. And so, um, like I kind of talked about, flowers was one we did earlier this year. We started some seeds in our kitchen, and then we transferred them to our garden behind the house later in the year. And we weren't 100% successful, but it was a good learning experience for myself and the kids. And it was really fun. I liked getting my hands dirty, and I can't even believe that about myself. Um, My husband and kids purchased show calves, and oh my gosh, this could be like a whole episode in and of itself if you're not familiar with livestock. But not only can you raise animals for like food consumption, but you can also raise them for like performance. Um, And that's not even the right terminology. 
but like to take to your county fair or jackpot shows and like make money. And so the kids wanted to be involved in 4-H and they wanted to show cattle last year for the first time. And so we purchased calves and we took them to some calf shows and they would have to like lead calves around in the ring. And while that sounds pretty simple, it's actually pretty involved. And so you have to like wash them and like maintain their hair and cut their hair. And you have to feed them just the right ratio of like certain foods. And so that was a very big learning curve, but it actually ended up being super enjoyable. And watching the kids um, show their cattle at fair time was so much fun. And I cried. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) But I couldn't even like, I would not even think that I would be that invested in um, cows. But I was just so proud of those kids. And it wasn't just like our kids, but like seeing our neighbor kids like doing a good job. Like I was moved to tears. I was like, these kids just work so hard. And that was something I totally didn't see coming. But it was something new that I tried and it was very enjoyable. This fall, I not only leaned into learning about things like uh, building courses and Enneagram, I leaned into learning about astrology because I just like, I think it's so interesting right now. And so that's definitely like a sidebar hobby that I'm just kind of like listening to podcasts about, reading books about, like looking at charts and stuff and learning about the different signs and transits and things like that. And I'm like, this is just fascinating. And like seeing if the full moon really does like make me feel a certain way. And like, I don't know if it's placebo effect. I don't think it is because typically I don't know about it till afterwards. And I'm like, that's why I felt that way that day. But anyway, it's just been super interesting. And so leaning into these new things, even if they're not business related, has been a huge, huge addition to my life and definitely made the MKM top 10 wrapped. All right, number nine, having vision. So I did not have a vision board last year and I felt so adrift in 2022. I've talked about this at length. But in 2023, I set out to really capture or recapture that vision that I had in years past. And so I set out to like really get clear on that. And it took me, I feel like it's taken me the whole year to really have that vision for the business again. But earlier this year, when I created a vision board, it had a lot of personal side things. So I put on there, like I wanted to run more. I wanted to have a flower garden. I wanted to rest. I wanted to read. And I had all of that on my vision board. And I don't think it's coincidental that a lot of that has come to pass. And on the vision board is also, and you probably heard me talk about this, if you want to go back to an early, early episode of 2023, I talk about my vision for the year. And I had um, leaned into a meditation and a journaling exercise. And I had this vision of where I would be and on New Year's Eve of 2023, going into 2024. And I had this clear vision of being like poolside and in a bikini and like eating nachos. and. Um, I don't know if that's coming to pass yet. We haven't booked anything, but that's like the only thing on my vision board that hasn't actually happened. So I'm like having a vision board is so huge. And having that vision again was a big thing for me in 2023. And it helped like all of these things so far, I think has helped me have clarity about where I'm going both personally and professionally for 2024. And so just like, having a North star to guide your decisions, whether it's a mantra, like I expressed in number one of this top 10 list, 
or whether it's a goal that you have set for yourself or whether it's your vision board with all the things. Like just having that North Star to orient you, especially in times of struggle or in times when you can't see, it helps you like get a grasp on where your journey is taking you again. All right. And then the last thing that is like the top 10 moves I've made, I don't even know how you describe this list, um, is being okay with letting things go. And I guess this kind of like blurs into some of the other topics on this list, like maybe owning my capabilities or allowing for things or um, trying something new. But letting go has never been a skill for me. It's always been like, if I want to add something new, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we're going to add something new and we're not going to give up anything else that we did before. And so what I learned, and again, that kind of goes in with the mantra of profit and prune, but there's been a lot of things that I've let go of this year. A lot of expectations of myself and others that I've let go of. We've had a lot of clients that we've let go of, either initiated by us or by the clients themselves as just like a natural progression of the relationships. I've let go of some team members because they were moving on to new parts of their life's journey. We've let go of partnerships and things that used to be under the MKM umbrella and certain people are now independent of MKM still doing their thing and rocking it. And I've let go of like, like some of the things that I thought I wanted so badly and said, maybe it's okay if that doesn't work out. And so I really think that letting go or allowing for these things to maybe not come to be has given me a lot of peace. And I guess it all does tie together with like this white knuckling and gosh, I feel like this is a therapy session where I'm just opening up behind the mic. So sorry, everybody. But um, just I think being accepting of the letting go has been a huge game changer for me this year. And when I think about the Molly at the beginning of the year, like how we opened this episode, when I look back at those journal entries, when I look back at my January appointments in my scheduler, I'm like, I remember how I felt. And I felt like things were dark and I felt like chaotic. And I felt like my shoulders were up to my ears every day because I was like so tense. And now when I think about where I'm at, I'm like, there's definitely things that I didn't do well this year. There's definitely things I could improve upon. There's definitely relationships that I need to work on. There's definitely communications I need to improve. There's definitely habits that I need to adopt. There's places that I can improve. But on the whole, when I look at the journey of the last 12 months, it's definitely been a journey of growth in the right direction. I am not the person I was 12 months ago. I'm not in the same place I was 12 months ago. My business isn't in the same place. My personal relationships aren't in the same place. My my goals aren't the same as they were. And all of that is for the better, I think. But a large part of it is being open and accepting of things not working out how you planned because maybe it's for the best. So that's my top 10 list. That's MKM wrapped 2023. And I'm going to hold off on telling you what 24 brings until we get to 24. Um, But as far as the podcast goes, we're going to keep coming at you. We have one more episode of December. It's going to be a Q&A episode. It hasn't been recorded yet. So if you have questions that you would die to have answered, 
whether they're about marketing or business growth. Um, I also have a special guest coming on the pod. It's my sister. And she's like, what if we just recorded together? And I was like, "Eh, what if we do? And so she's coming on. So if you want to know anything, we're just going to like sit down and riff, I guess, uh, the two of us. Um, So that's coming in December. And then when we turn the calendar to January, we will have an exciting lineup. I'm going to bring some interviews back on to the podcast. I have some new formats I want to try out. And I think it's going to be a really great year here at the Found Podcast. So thank you so much for listening over the course of 2023. And even earlier, if you're one of those OG listeners from way back in 2021, I think I might even, did I start this podcast in 2020? I might have. Um, Thank you for being here. I so appreciate it. I was looking back just the other day at some of the reviews that have been left and it was like bringing me to tears. Again, I'm allowing those emotions. Um, But I just couldn't believe that this thing that used to be a dream is now here. And it's like, it's really connected with so many of you. So thank you. I hope you have a great wrap to your year. I hope that you enjoy time with your friends, family, loved ones, and you're able to give yourself some space to reflect, some space to dream, some space to cast your vision, and to really just figure out like personally, professionally, and otherwise the person that you want to be in the 12 months ahead. All right, everybody, take care and I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.